98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? Man, does this smell good. Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. See, boys. All right, lunchtime on a Monday ahead of Monday Night Football, a big red Monday. And Aaron Maloney is here with today's top stories. Aaron? So the Arizona Cardinals are gearing up to host the Rams tonight on Monday Night Football. Here's ESPN's Ryan Clark making his prediction for the matchup. I believe the Arizona Cardinals right now have the best resume in football, and they win this game again. There's so many weapons for Kyler Murray to choose from. We saw him show up last week in Chicago and not really miss a beat after recovering from that ankle injury. And the secondary of this defense has tackled at a very high level, and also the multiplicity that Vance Joseph uses in calling plays in the versatility of this of this uh the staff of the defense has been amazing i think that they win this game and could and further show that there will be a team to be reckoned with later on in january as much as they have been early in september what do you believe the cardinals must do to get the win i honestly i think if they just go out there and play the game that they've been playing for most of the season i think they're they're better than the rams and it's not like they're light years better than the rams but i think if they go out there and play a good game they are going to turn a lot of people's heads because a lot of people just saw the Green Bay game and they're like, oh, they're not as good as Green Bay. All right, moving on. They win this game tonight. They're going to get a lot of people's attention, Wolf. And I I think if they just play like they play on the road, they're going to win this game. Yeah, I would have to say that the team that protects their quarterback the best is going to win this game tonight. I really do believe that. Now, what does that mean? That the Arizona Cardinals have to remain balanced? Yes, I would say they have to remain balanced. The Rams, will they try to get some type of balance in their offense? I believe that they have to. I don't think they can actually look at a Chandler Jones, Marcus Golden pass rush that you heard right there in regard to Vance Joseph and his ability to generate these complex pressure packages and blitz packages. They're going to come after Matthew Stafford. They're going to do an excellent job of mixing it up and going after him. I think the Rams have got to try to remain balanced or find some type of balance for this game. Otherwise, it's going to be feeding fest. The Rams will be without some key pieces, though, as they announced running back Darrell Henderson and right tackle Rob Havenstein were placed on the COVID-19 list. How much does this change the Cards game plan for the Rams offense? I don't know how much it directly changes how the Cardinals are approaching the game, but I do think it changes the flow of the game because that's a big piece of your offensive line. That's a, that's your number one running back this season. The Cam Akers was supposed to be the guy, but he's been out all year. Um, you know, <laughs> the best way to attack the Cardinals is to run on them. We've seen that. Dave Pash, we had him on earlier. He's like, look, no team is perfect. Everybody's got some sort of weakness they can work on. That's the Cardinals' weakness, and I don't know that the Rams are going to be able to attack it as well now. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Uh, That's a big loss. Their offensive line, I think, is the strength of this football team. They do an excellent job of protecting Matthew Stafford, and that's going to be huge once again tonight. But I think they've got to try to remain balanced, and that means Sony Michel is going to play a big role tonight, too. The roof is expected to be open tonight when the Cards take the field against the Rams, and Cards Jam's Steve Keim has a message for the fans. Wear red and be loud, man. I'm telling you, it, it is a huge advantage, and it puts a lot of pressure on the other team um, in a number of ways. So uh, come out early, 
be loud and uh, enjoy this football team. And I hope they're certainly as proud of these guys as much as I am. So our Sanderson Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, what upcoming Cardinals game are you most looking forward to? Your choices, Monday Night Football against the Rams, Christmas Day against the Colts, or January 2nd against the Cowboys? I kind of want to say January 2nd against the Cowboys just because there's a lot of Cowboys fans that feel like they're the team to beat in the NFC. And I don't know. You put Cardinals, Buccaneers on the field, one and done. I think anything could happen. Cardinals, Packers, same thing. You put Cardinals, Cowboys on the field. The Cardinals are the better team. So just for the possibility of quieting Cowboys fans, it's that one. You know what? Honestly, we don't like to wait for anything in this country nowadays, do we? There's no way our society wants to wait for anything. We want that instant gratification. So because of that, I'm going to have to say Monday night, tonight. So 76% agree with you, Wolf. They say Monday night. 14% 14% say Cowboys, and then 10% say Colts. You can't blame your pick on society. I'm just telling you right now, you got to be kidding me. 76%. You're right. Oh, it's tonight. Of course. On this day in 1987, Wolf, you scored your first NFL TD <laughs> against the Giants. You give the ball to a guy that's known for his blocking, and that's Ron Wolfley. You give it to him, everyone is surprised. They think he's going to block. He blows right by everyone into the end zone. First touchdown of the year for Ron Wolfley. So, I need a prediction, guys. In honor of Wolf scoring a touchdown (laughs) in 1987 today, who will score the first touchdown tonight? Okay, wait a minute. That was my first touchdown, and that was 1987. Isn't that interesting? First right touchdown there? of your career. Yeah. I came in in 1985. For the record, oh, it took me a couple years. I wasn't okay? going to say anything. You just thought yeah. a show off. Thank you. Back in a compliment too in the call. By the way, he's known for his blocking, but he gets into the end zone. Uh, first touchdown. I'm going to go DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, D Hop. That'd be a good one, right there. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. I know, that's why I hesitated, but I think two weeks in a row. I'm going James Conner. All right, guys, cool. And then the Phoenix Suns are at the Clippers tonight for an 8.30 tip-off. According to the athletic Sham Sharania, teams are interested in Jalen Smith. And in addition, the Suns are among the teams that have shown interest in Pacers all-star big man DeMontis, DeMontis Sabonis over recent years. Your reaction? <sighs> <laughs> if the Pacers I, want to give the Suns to bonus, yeah, I'm in. Exactly. Go ahead and just ship them this way. <laughs> um, can I just say, though, right now, I'm lost with the Suns in regard to having the best record in the association. I'm just saying right now, 21-4. and four. Try that on for size. How does that fit? How about the fact that they're just now winning games without Booker or Aiton? Um, <laughs> like, ah, we don't need any of them. That's sick. You know, this is what James Jones has done. Look what you have wrought, James Jones and Monty Williams. An 840 winning percentage, Golden State at 808. Taste it. So if the Cardinals and the uh, Suns both win tonight, they'll both have the exact same winning percentage again, right? Because the Cardinals will be 22 and 4, or the Suns will be 22 and 4, and the Cardinals will be 11 and 2. So if you double it, you're back to 22 and four. Yeah, you're right. So they can just keep that pace oh going. Oh my goodness! At the expense of a couple LA That's teams. That's well done by you. Look at that math on the air. You know, honestly. 
All right, that was uh, Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Aaron. Great stuff as always when we come back. A lot of hype around this game, a lot of storylines surrounding this game. What's the one thing Monday Night Football is going to come down to here in six hours? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday, presented by Sanderson Ford with Wolf and Luke. All right, Monday Night Football tonight. Steve Keim on with Burns and Gambo on Friday. Talked about what needs to be done for the Cardinals to get the win against the Rams and pull off the season sweep after four straight years of getting swept by L.A. Well, number one, um, minimize mistakes. You know, anytime you turn the ball over or, um, you know, you have a... a several penalties, those sort of things. Um, pre-snap and post-snap penalties and turn the ball over, you just can't can't allow it to happen. Uh, and then really at the end of the day, to me, it's, it's, it's matching the level of intensity of the Rams because I know they're going to come in and we're going to get their best. I mean, there's no doubt Sean McVay is going to have them ready. Uh, after the way that that game played out last time in, in L.A., uh, they are going to be poised to, to come in here and, and be ready. So uh, I would expect to get their best, and we just have to match that level of intensity. What do you want to say about that? As you listen to Steve Kine, it's um, it, it's just it, it was almost it would have been unthinkable a couple months ago to be going into a game against the Rams feeling as confident as I think most Cardinals fans do, and yet he's right on the money right there. You need to be able to match the Rams' intensity because they are. This is it for the Rams if they want to win the division. Yes. If they win this game tonight, there's a race in this division. The Cardinals are still up a game. They basically would still have the tiebreaker, so they're still in the driver's seat. But there's a race. If the Rams lose tonight, they're not winning this division, and then they're fighting for their wild card lives. And they had a lot more pressure on them to start this season than most teams. Yeah, you know, honestly, right now as I listen to Steve Geim, it does. It just height, heightens the intensity level coming out of that tunnel right now in the import of the Arizona Cardinals in that first quarter. They have got to come out and they got to be ready to ball out. It's one of the reasons why I've been talking about it since yesterday. One of the reasons why I love the fact that the leadership inside the Arizona Cardinals locker room, they're talking about being intentional, starting fast, coming out, ready to ball at home. We all know about being 3-2 and two at home and, of course, playing 7-0 and football on the road. How much better they've played on the road. This is, I, I am fascinated. I haven't been this excited to watch a first quarter for the Arizona Cardinals since, I, I, don't, I don't know when, honestly. It's a big game, and guess what? They're just going to keep getting bigger at this point of the season. But this game, right now, because of who it is, it's huge. Well, it's a big game because there is the potential. There's a lot of star power on both teams. So, the, I mean, there is the potential that we see a game tonight that is just like trading punches. Here's DeAndre Hopkins. Here's Cooper Cup scoring for the Rams. Okay, well, then coming the other way, here's Von Miller with the sack of Kyler Murray. Here's Chandler Jones sacking Matthew Stafford. I mean, the, the star power uh, and the big names on both teams and the number of huge players that have made big plays in this league that could make big plays tonight. Like, I... I mean, you want to just see the Cardinals run away with it. That'd be great. But there's the potential here that we could just see a back and forth, just great players making great plays. 
And that's not always something you see. Even even though football, like I know, Wolf, you'll watch any football game and yeah, you'll love it. But right. this game has the potential to be like, yeah, these guys are just huge names and they're all stepping up. I got to tell you, though, once again, I, I cannot help it. I, I keep fighting this because I realize it, it sounds ridiculous. When you have the star power out on the field that you're going to have tonight, to your point, Luke, when you have guys offensively and defensively as well, when you have that star power out on the field, you have a tendency to focus on them, rightfully so. And I would say in particular the skill positions, like Cooper Cup at wide receiver, Matthew Stafford, of course, um, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. I don't want to see Odell Beckham in the end zone. Can Odell I just make that Beckham request? Jr. I'm just saying you have a tendency to, oh my goodness, the star power. Yet I, I cannot help it. I keep fighting this thought that it's going to come down to the line of scrimmage, that it's going to be more about the toughness of each team than it's going to be about the talent of each team. I, I could be dead wrong on that. And again, you need talent to win football games, ladies and gentlemen. Ron Wolfley reporting. You need talent. But the thing I'm more impressed with with the Arizona Cardinals this year is how tough this football team is individually and collectively. They are tough. And that is the one little whisper that you hear about the Rams. That maybe they're not tough. Maybe they're just really super talented and they need more toughness. Well, how much of that is the fact that they did tinker with what they had and they brought in Von Miller, which I would have done too. I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, if I was the Rams, I wouldn't have brought in Von Miller. I 100% would have. (laughs) But you bring in Von Miller and you bring in Odell Beckham and you bring in Matthew Stafford in the offseason, which again, I also would have done that. That's an upgrade over Jared Goff. But that's just, that's a lot of moving parts and then to go into the season with the expectation of, hey, not not we're going to be good. No, we should win the Super Bowl. Now they can. What are they eight and four? Yeah. And I'll keep going. Tampa Bay last year won the Super Bowl. They were seven and five, twelve games in. There were there's ten teams that, uh, that were going sure. into their thirteenth game this year that had a better better record than Tampa Bay did last year when they ultimately won the Super Bowl. But the thing is, if the Cardinals beat the Rams tonight, you make their path so difficult. Then they are just fighting for survival. And if they do survive and make the playoffs, they're they're going to be that team that has to go through like. Brady and Rodgers and Kyler Murray to get to the Super Bowl. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that indeed. Um, Can I also say, too, that again, when I keep talking about the line of scrimmage, I am thinking about October 3rd. I am thinking about that game where the Cardinals ran for 216 yards 40 times rushing against the Los Angeles Rams. And how much better that Ram front seven is this time around, ladies and gentlemen. They're in the top ten in terms of rushing yards per game allowed and rushing yards per play allowed. In the top ten. As a matter of fact, number two in rushing yards per play. This is this is a different front seven. It's a different box. It's a different team at this point. Well, the Cardinals come out and try to establish that dominance once again on the line of scrimmage. Well, they come out and try to say, oh, this is going to go exactly the way that it did for you October 3rd, boys. And if you don't believe me, here's James Conner. Try this. Um, <laughs> That, to me, is beautiful. The other thing I want you to look for tonight is this as well. Matthew Stafford is a guy 
that um, a lot of people look at him and say, oh, my goodness, he's so talented. It's unbelievable. You are, you are so talented. You're 13 years. Look at him, what he's accomplished, right? Some of the things he's done in this league and, and the, the yards, the stats, the totals he's accomplished in this league. Yet the whisper is he's not tough, and I don't mean physically tough. I'm talking about in his soul. I've talked about this all week long. That has been the whisper. This is a huge game that is coming up right now. You want the best indicator as to whether or not this is going to go the Arizona Cardinals way? If the Rams only have one turnover or less tonight, they're probably going to win this game. At least that's what stats say. Because they are 6-0 and when they turn the ball over once or fewer. They're 2-4. and when they turn it over twice or more. Now that makes a lot of sense. There's no doubt about it. But if you want an indicator, say Matthew Stafford throws two picks tonight, they could be in trouble. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is you want you want Chandler Jones' patented strip sack once in this game. Yes, and you want like take that. a Buda Baker interception. Byron Murphy picked off Matthew Stafford the first time that's, the two teams met. That's exactly right. Swung the whole game in the first quarter. And I will go back to that stat that we got earlier today. Stafford 0-17 in his career against teams five or more games above 500. How about that? Cardinals are eight games above 500. See, that is that is the reason why the whispers are there and why they're prevalent with Matthew Stafford. Because when he plays a really good team, he's 0-17. And that's that's what makes this game so interesting is if you're Matthew Stafford or you're a Matthew Stafford fan, you're like, man... He was on Detroit. What's he supposed to do? Well, tonight is what he's supposed to do. I mean, if you're Stafford, you're like, okay, this is my chance to quiet all the the critics. Because as much as the Cardinals haven't had the the amount of national respect they deserve, they haven't really had any criticism that is founded in anything. You know what I mean? They're just being overlooked. Whereas if you're Matthew Stafford and the Rams went out and traded a couple first-round picks for you and brought you in with the intention of winning a Super Bowl, I'm sure he's getting criticism in L.A. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he is. And if he goes out there and loses to the Cardinals tonight, you know how it is in L.A. They're like, the Cardinals are supposed to be last place. Now they're going to win this division. Why did we trade two first-round picks for this guy? If you're Matthew Stafford, you got maybe more individually to play for tonight than anybody. But if you're the Cardinals, that's not your problem. You don't care. You can clinch a playoff spot and basically clinch the division in a year where nobody was picking you to win the division. You can basically clinch it with like a month left in the season, Wolf. That's you have that much star power and that that much on the line for both teams. That sets the stage for a really good football game. Texas, your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Coming up, Daryl Henderson out tonight for the Rams. We'll tell you how that changes the Cardinals and their uh, approach to this one next. It is the Wolf and Luke Show on ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station, the home of Arizona Cardinals football. Ninety eight seven FM Arizona Sports Station. Big Red Monday presented by Sanderson Ford. With Wolf and Luke. Yeah, no Daryl Henderson in this one tonight for the Rams. Uh, Chase Edmonds is officially a game time decision. Well, first of all, are you proud of me? I've gone two hours without breaking my microphone. Um, yeah, I am. Okay. As a matter of fact, well done. Thank you. Yeah, I just need that reinforcement. A little insecure on your part, right there about the microphone. Well, I just, I feel I like mean, I, I mean, I've done a good job not breaking anything in two are hours. You, are you are you really telling me it's the first time that has happened? In this it's the first studio. time it's ever come off like that, yeah, it's completely <laughs> wow. Yeah, with Paul Calvisi, you zap it all the time. 
Really? Yeah, I have no idea why. <laughs> Paul used to wrangle the thing all over the place. Um, maybe he thought he was in a rock band. And well, he thought he was maybe, the lead singer. maybe that was it right there, but all he had to do was look at himself and know that he wasn't. I'll take that, Paul. Hopefully Paul's not listening on the way to the game right now. Um, no Daryl Henderson tonight means uh, means Sony Michelle is going to get the bulk of the uh, the running workload for the Rams. Corey Peters over the weekend talked about how important it is for the Cardinals to stop the Rams on the ground. I mean, I think we all know what the Rams are capable of. Um, obviously, you know, when they had a Super Bowl run, the team was a little bit different. Um, they probably ran the ball a lot more. The quarterback was different. So I think you have seen a little bit of a change with Stafford coming in. And, um, you know, Gurley's no longer there. But they do have some good backs. It's just, um, I think, leaning on the quarterback and using his special talents. And um, But I, I definitely think you can see a change of thought process in the Jaguars game. And I don't know if that's, you know, something they saw from their defense or just – um, but either way, you know, the run game is something we've been definitely focusing on this week, and, and we know that it's something that we have to um, continue to, to improve upon and, and have a good show on Monday if we want to have success. It's just so weird because, honestly, we all understand that has been the weakness for the Arizona Cardinals, has been their rush defense. But I don't know if the Rams can actually exploit that. Uh, will they try to? I think, yeah, I think that makes an awful lot of sense, not only because it's a fact the Arizona Cardinals from time to time have had a problem stopping teams from running the ball, and in particular in between the tackles, but I think also for the Rams, they want to go ahead, base it on means, and possess the ball as well and shorten the game. Limit the touches of Kyler Murray and that offense. See, that's that, the best way to do it. That makes a lot of sense. Like, in theory, okay, Kyler Murray is back. He's healthy. He's played a game, so rust is not going to be an issue. And it wasn't even an issue in the first game. He's at home, you know, so he's in. It's not like I think Kyler Murray has to be playing indoors to be able to be effective. But when you put him in a, a relatively controlled environment, sounds like the roof will be open tonight, but relatively controlled environment, there's not going to be wind or rain. It's not going to be 40 degrees he's going to be that much more dangerous. It makes a lot of sense if I'm the Rams. I don't want that guy on the field. But if I'm the Rams, I'm built to throw to Cooper Cup and yeah. Van Jefferson and now Correct. Odell Beckham Jr. I, I'm I'm very interested to see how different the Rams' passing attack looks this time around. Wolf, and we've seen them again. We've seen them on TV, but it's different to see them against the Cardinals now because the first time around, they came in, Cooper Cup was just setting the league on fire, and he really still has. But in that game, that first meeting, the Cardinals held him to five catches, 64 yards, no touchdown. Yeah. It was, and, it was Van Jefferson that did the damage. Yeah, and and again, um, I think the Rams are going to come into this game and try to establish some type of balance. I, I think they have to, and I think Sean McVay knows that. I think he knows that he's also playing into the strength of the Arizona Cardinals' defense if he comes out and he's chucking the ball all over the place with impunity. Because the the Arizona Cardinals defense, defensive quarterback rating, once again, a very important stat when you start looking at defensive football and how you play. Um, Very important, your defensive quarterback rating. The Arizona Cardinals are elite. They're in the top five in the National Football League. It speaks to your pressure. It speaks to your coverage. It speaks to how buttoned up mentally on the back end you are. It speaks to your tackling. All of this comes into play with a defensive quarterback rating. 
And the Arizona Cardinals, that is the strength of their defense. Now, I realize Matthew Stafford and the Rams throw the ball. They do it ad nauseum, as a matter of fact. They're number 23 in the league, 23 in run rate in the National Football League. 38% of the time, they will run the ball. Okay, the Arizona Cardinals, by way of example, 48% of the time. Number two run rate team in the NFL. 48% of the time, the Cardinals run the ball. The, the Rams do it just to remind you that they'll do it. But for the most part, I mean, 62% of the time, they're slinging it. 63% of the time, they're throwing the ball. Um, You know what the first... The last game they played the Jacksonville Jaguars, that was the first time they came out and really tried to establish some balance offensively. In the first half, they ran the ball 15 times out of 41 plays. 15 out of 41. They still threw it 26 times in the first half against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I I think they'll try to do the same thing against the Cardinals. I think they'll come out and try to run the ball but that's just not who they are. They're, they're going to turn Matthew Stafford loose at some point in time because that's their offense. I thought you were going to say 62% of the time it works every time, but you didn't. You didn't go anchorman on me. Thank you. Do you make anything out of Sony Michelle coming into this game off of his best rushing performance since his rookie year? <laughs> that's kind of what I was just talking about right there, the fact that they did come out and try to run the ball. Against, and he was able to. And he was able to against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, Sean McVay. And I think you got to keep that in mind. It was the Jaguars. Jaguars. Yes, that definitely needs to be factored into the equation. McVay talking about Sony Michelle being a complete back over the weekend. I think, um, you know, he's a really good back, complete, tough, physical, does an outstanding job. He's really smart, um, understands everything that we're asking of him, and so do feel very confident if it means that, that Daryl is limited in this game or not available. Now, that was recorded over the weekend before Daryl Henderson was ruled out of the uh, the game. The thing with Sony Michelle is, even when he was in New England, he was never asked really to be the guy. I mean, all the Patriots are. they got four running backs every week. So it was never Sony Michelle was like the guy. You never really know how a guy's going to respond when he's the guy until he's the guy, right? And he was last week against Jacksonville for the for the Rams, and he's going to be tonight. I can't imagine anybody else going to carry the ball a whole lot for the Rams. It's going to be him, and they're going to pass, like you said. Yeah. The one thing about Sony Michelle is he, he has put the ball on the ground. In three years, Daryl Henderson, by way of example, has not fumbled the ball yet. That's that's pretty reliable. Sony Michelle fumbled against the Cardinals the first time. That's exactly right. Yeah, and they lost that as well. But that's his only fumble on the season. He's done an excellent job protecting the ball since. If you're going to fumble, at least be like the Cardinals and recover all of your own fumbles. <laughs> the Jerry Colangelo Classic returns to downtown Phoenix for a packed schedule this Friday and Saturday. This two-day showcase will feature a variety of teams, including Gonzaga, Texas Tech, USC, GCU, and more. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com or head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for your chance to win tickets. Coming up, the Cardinals aren't the only Valley team looking to beat L.A. tonight. Suns get the Clippers, which means game day with K-Ray. Next, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. Pass it in from the corner. Wolf and Luke brings the ball. 
Sons. Game day with K Ray. I'm ready for whatever. I'm ready for whatever. Yeah, the Suns taking on an LA team tonight, too, in LA against the Clippers. First meeting against the Clippers since the Western Conference Finals. Joining us right now from Bally Sports, Kevin Ray. It is game day with K Ray. K-Ray, uh, you know, the Suns go out there, they win by 21 over Boston on Friday. Don't have Booker, don't have Aiton. <laughs> Just casually beating teams by 20 now without two of the best players? Yeah, you know, why not? You were mentioning the, you know, the, the double L.A. bill tonight with uh, Cardinals hosting the Rams and then the Suns here against the uh the Clippers. So I'd like to order both a code red and a code orange today, <laughs> so we get a double LA victory night. How about that? Oh, how great would that be? I like be? that, man. What, <laughs> hey, you know what? Honestly, look at this game tonight. Break it down for us, will you, please? What do you think? Yeah, well, you know, you've, you've got an LA team that has won three straight. Um, they are likely to be without Paul George again tonight. He's dealing with an elbow issue. Nicholas Batum's listed as questionable. So, you know, without PG uh, thirteen, you're you know you're losing certainly your most dynamic score. But it's a team that feels like they're they're getting a little rhythm, a little consistency. Um, they have enjoyed a lot of home games. This will be the the last game of a four game homestand. Um, DA is is questionable, so you know that will certainly impact uh, what, what the Suns are able to do. But when you look at what Javale McGee has done, when he has been in the starting lineup and the bench, uh, you know there, there's no reason to, to believe that if this team goes out and executes and, and plays to their strengths, uh, that they can find another win. Um, this one being on the road and, and snap a long uh, losing streak here in LA against the Clippers. Yeah, you mentioned JaVale McGee, that game against Boston on Friday, 21 points, 15 rebounds, shot 56% from the field, a couple blocks in there. I mean, if that's if that's your backup big man, that's a pretty nice backup to have. Well, it, it really is. And and look, you know, and, and I think we were talking about this last week, and you guys have mentioned it. When you consider, like, the investment, for example, like that the Cardinals made in James Conner and now the, the, the payoff that they're getting from him and what the Suns are paying JaVale McGee and the early season dividends, I mean, you talk about return on investment. And beyond that, just what JaVale has, again, added to this locker room and, you know, his, his coaching and teaching, um, you know, from a different perspective, like Chris Paul does with DeAndre Ayton, what he's been able to give the DA, Jalen Smith, on uh, the other bigs, you know, just from his years of experience at a championship level, by the way. Yeah, JaVale McGee is, my goodness, is he hurting DeAndre Ayton's chance of getting a max contract when he goes out and plays that way? <laughs> no, no, no. You can just you can go ahead and squash that just, just simply because, you know, J- JaVale knows what his strengths are, and he also knows what his limitations are. You know, you've heard Monty talk about it. JaVale is, is best served for both he and his team if he can play in five-minute increments. Now, he's been able to extend that a little bit, but, you know, when you – if you were to kind of zoom out and expand it over the course of an 82-game season, um, you're going to start to see, you know, it's the diminishing law of return. If you're taxing him at, you know, 28 to 33 minutes on a nightly basis. So he, he and D.A. combined are going to give you, you know, a lethal duo. And if it stays that way, 
no reason to think that the Suns won't be even more potent as the season goes on. Talking to Kevin Ray of Bally Sports, it's game day with K-Ray. K-Ray, what do you make of the Clippers' big picture this season? I don't hear a whole lot of reports or updates on Kawhi, and and, and that was the one guy that in the playoffs last year, I thought everybody made way too big of a deal that Jamal Murray wasn't out there, and the Suns were still winning that series, and Anthony Davis was there for half the series, and the Suns still won. Kawhi is the one guy that could have made things interesting with that Clippers series, but you never know if he's going to play. I mean, what do you make of this team if if they don't have him all season? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say that, you know, um, if, if Paul George can, can get back and get healthy, and this doesn't look to be any kind of a long-term issue, um, but I'm sure just based on his kind of veteran status and the games that he's played and this early in the season, they're being, you know, especially cautious with it. But, look, they're, they're going to go as far as Paul George uh, pushes them to. Uh, you know, they were able to solidify the backcourt. Reggie Jackson got, you know, his long-term deal that he had been seeking so they've got some stability, um, but, you know, the, the guy that they have missed, and, and nobody really talked about this a lot last year during the postseason, but Serge Ibaka is a guy that I thought, you know, really could have helped them immensely, even without Kawhi Leonard. And I'm just, I'm just not sure if and when we're ever going to see Serge return to the dynamic player that he was, you know, in that championship run with, uh, you know, with, with Toronto. And so – I think this is a team that will continue to, to battle anywhere between number five and number eight, but I just don't know that, that you can consider them a real championship contender without a healthy Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Kay, can you talk to us about Devin Booker? And speaking of health and return, can you talk to us about what you know inside of Devin Booker? Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you that, that I knew more than really what everybody else is hearing, Wolf, but um, – you know, everybody's been pretty tight-lipped about it, other than, you know, what what I've been able to gather is just a sense that if, if this were the playoffs, Book would be playing. Okay. Um, so that that should put some folks' mind at ease. I know that they've felt like, oh, my goodness, this is stretched into two weeks. Well, I, I think most all of us involved felt like it was going to be two weeks from the get-go. And I also think that because the team is continuing to win, you know, you, you've been able to, to build up a little cash, if you will, um, even though the Warriors are, you know, right there on your heels. Right. But it's also afforded Monty a chance to look at some different lineups, get some guys some minutes. And, you know, the benefit is it from it, Wolf, is the fact that Landry Shamit and Cam Johnson have really seen their play and Good confidence point. elevated over the last five games. So I think they're just continuing to take a, a very cautious approach and a long view of it. Uh, but there, there's no reason to be concerned, at least from everything I can tell. Kevin, uh, Mikael Bridges, you know, so much was made in the offseason. Are they going to get this max deal done with DeAndre Ayton? And look at the other guys who got max deals. And Mikael didn't get a max deal. I think he got four years, $90 million. But, I mean, the very early returns here through the first third of the season, it almost feels like the Suns maybe got a deal there. Well, they, they really did. And look, you know, most, most people around the league even said before the season started that just based on Mikhail's play last year and, and through the playoffs, like in two years, this is going to be an absolute bargain. And it's already looking like an absolute bargain. Um, but look, you know, you, you need those bargains when you've got the payroll coming down the line in the next couple of years with the potential for DA, you know, to get that max. Um, and it's not going to be too long guys before you look at a new deal for, you know, Devin Booker. 
So that that is that is a steal, and you'll uh, you'll ride that as long as you can. Kevin, man, I, I got to tell you, I was a little shocked when I heard JaVale McGee say, if I would have gotten traded here, meaning Phoenix, instead of Denver, we probably would have won. <laughs> what did you think of that, Kay, when he said that? I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> because I think he's absolutely correct. Wow. I think he is absolutely correct, Wolf. And, and yeah, you know, you, you couldn't help but just – feel that pain all over again but uh you know it's it's like the old saying ball don't lie and and javel don't lie i I, right, I, I think he is absolutely correct you you would have a legitimate backup rim protector um you know to thwart uh that guy yeah. thanos i mean Giannis. Giannis. thanos <laughs> from, yes i got from it. the damage that he did you know he would have only had four stones instead of fall five <laughs> Kevin Ray, great stuff as always, man. You're back on that sun schedule where they play every night, so you can feel right back at home. (laughs) You will do. Let's go Cards and Suns. Thanks a lot. That's Kevin Ray, Bally Sports, joining us on the 72 Sold Sports Line. Get your price at 72sold.com. When we come back, we'll get back into football. Which players are going to swing tonight's matchup with the Rams? Fulcrum Football is next. It's Wolf and Luke on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.